Welcome back to the Berkeley Hijacket Podcast. I'm your host, Gunnar Lee, and on this episode, we're diving into how the coronavirus has impacted schools and students across the country. On February 27th, 2020, the first school closed due to the coronavirus in Washington State, one of the first states to be hit by the pandemic. A little after two weeks later, on March 16th, half of all students were affected by schools' closures, and on March 25th, Idaho became the last state to close its schools' doors. The closure appeared to many to be temporary, just a waiting period until the first wave passed. On April 1st, Gavin Newsom announced that schools would not open for the rest of the school year. By May, almost all states had followed suit. Estella Zo, a features editor for The Jacket, and Naomi Bierenbaum, The Jacket's news editor, spoke to students in unique high schools across the country about their school's transition to distance learning, their mental health following the transition, and their school's plans for the 2020-2021 school year. Estella first spoke with Tallulah Johansson, a student at Loomis Chaffee, a boarding school in Connecticut with many international students, about their transition to distance learning. My name is Tallulah Johansson. I live in Kensington, California, right next to Berkeley. And I actually go to school in Connecticut at a boarding school, close to Hartford. And the school Loomis Chaffee, could you tell me a little bit about it? So Loomis Chaffee is an international school and I'd say we have about 800 students. It's a good size. Yeah, it's yeah. a decent size. And I'd say maybe 30% of the students are international. The rest are domestic and maybe a, a good number of those, probably over half of the domestic students come from Connecticut itself. So they live at home and just come during the day. But the majority of students are boarding, right? Yep. So do you live in dormitories, share yeah. meals, and classes? Yep. we live in dormitories. They then discussed the challenges of modifying schedules and classes due to the large amount of international students. How was distance learning like for you? Did you have Zoom classes or Google Meet? Did you have technological issues? And also, I'm guessing as a boarding school with all your international students, how did you deal with time zones? So, <laughs> uh, I'd say, so we had Zoom classes, mm -hmm. and they were, the, because our school is international, they had to make an effort to pick time zone, or a time frame for these classes that would work for a majority of people. Sorry. So, based on the time frame that uh, our school had to choose for when classes were, they had to pick it for, so that it would work reasonably well for a majority of the students, mm -hmm. and that meant that for students living on the west coast and students in places like China, Japan, or just Eastern Asia really, really took a hit in terms of the time zone. Mm. And so what they ended up deciding on was classes would start at 8.20 in the morning east coast time. And mm. we would have 50 minute periods which were shorter than our normal periods. And we would end at 12.20 uh, East Coast time. So for mm -hmm. me, I got up at 5 every morning to make 5.30 classes. And most wow. of my teachers were very understanding and said that um, you don't have to, like, we will send you recordings after. You will, like, you can, you, you can sleep in and we will communicate all of the material. But I, I think that doesn't end up really feeling like an option for a lot of students, especially the right. people I know who live around here, because 
Our, our school is difficult academically and most people genuinely want to succeed and do well and missing classes makes that much more difficult. Naomi interviewed Rebecca Gross, a student at Francis W. Parker High School, a private school in Chicago that also transitioned to Zoom and online learning, about the mental health impacts of the switch. Where you go to school, what's your name, what grade are you in? Okay, my name is Rebecca. I am living in Chicago and I go to Francis Parker School and I am 17. I'm going to be a senior. What was your spring like doing distance learning? Did your school adjust easily and was it easy to deal with or was it just like really complicated? Yeah, I would say it's pretty, a pretty rocky start. Nobody really knew how to interact online or like knew how to manage all of the stress that was going on outside of like Zoom world and then also combining that with such an extreme, like people weren't really ready to have the same workload that we had when we were doing in school and have that transfer to online. It was just very overwhelming for most people and it kind of like exploded in most people's faces and they um, made some changes to that and um, and, it, and, and it ended off honestly pretty okay. Not like ideally Mm -hmm. And how has distance learning affected your productivity, grades, or mental health? Oh, okay, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. <laughs> okay, basically my productivity went to absolute shit, I have ADHD, um, so I can hardly focus when I'm in a classroom, and oh my gosh, being inside of my own room filled with distractions and like other stuff I would much rather be doing was absolutely horrible. <laughs> um, there were, I think there were very, I could probably count on one hand the number of classes in the entire year that I genuinely paid full attention and actually took in the entire class. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was not good for me. And I think my mental health was also, like, uh, on a decline a bit because, I think, I, I didn't realize this, but, like, having a separate place for me to work and then a separate place for me to be, like, at peace and, like, rest is very important, like, being able to have that distinction between work and, like, my own time. Mm -hmm. And so being in my room, like, just for both of those things, I think, was very uh, hard on my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I lost a lot of sleep. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, now I'm going to be biking up to my grandparents' house every day to do school. Oh, my God, seriously? So I can, seriously? like, have that distinction. Yeah. Whoa. So we're going to be, I, like, I need the distinction between, like, work and, and my own time. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So my okay. last question is, um, what are your, what would make distance learning best for you? I know you just talked about mm -hmm. having a separate workspace. But what things have been working for you or you think would help you focus and get more things done? Um, I honestly I'm not I'm not quite sure. Just because I've been testing stuff and most of it hasn't been working, like shifting around my room to make it like more uh classroom like mm -hmm. and like trying to I don't know. Hopefully I'll be able to spend more time outside. I feel like I do, like, focus better when I'm outside and not cramped up in a room all day. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think 
part doing my work in my bed will help with my sleep a lot. For sure. I was like, something pretty, pretty bad I think I was doing. Uh, and then, uh, actually using my school breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I would just, like, lay in bed all myself and not just all did nothing to contribute to bettering my mental health or my, my GPA. Mm-hmm. So. Estella talked with Jian Jin, a student at Hunter College High School, a prestigious public school in New York City, about their plans for the 2020-2021 school year. Hello, everybody. My name is Jian Jin, and uh, I go to Hunter College High School in New York City. I'm a rising sophomore, and I'm uh, 15 years old. What is your school's plan for distance learning or in-person learning for the fall? Yeah, um, recently, a couple days ago, actually, um, Hunter held like a school-wide meeting for all mm-hmm. the parents and all the students uh, to join like a, like a webinar almost. Yeah. So um, they explained to us, uh, we have two options. And actually, I have, uh, I have pictures of the slideshow that I can send you later. Awesome. I'd like to see that. Um, so... Two options. Option number one is fully remote, um, mm-hmm. just like same thing as this past year. Just, right. Uh, yeah. And uh, option number two is uh, Hunter College High School has has this really new campus that I had no idea existed. Wow. And it's uh, relative. It's relatively. It's like twenty blocks away from the uh, actual campus that mm-hmm. we usually go to, and uh, so. Okay, so 7th and 8th graders will go to the actual campus two days a week, and the other three days of the week will be online. And uh, 9th and 10th graders will go to the new campus uh, also two days a week, and the other three days will be online. And for uh, juniors and seniors, they're a little bit less fortunate. They, I think they're mostly online, but they get to... Uh, go to the campuses if they have any classes that require, like, for example, like art class, you need to go to the studio or labs, you need the lab equipment, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's really important from what it sounds like for a school to have the necessary resources to provide a safer campus and make that transition, because otherwise um, it can be really hard, I guess, to send your students back to school safely. Yeah, for sure. And also I think Hunter did a really great job of uh, giving the two options. And uh, the thing with, if you if you choose to, to be mixed, as in like also go to the actual campuses, mm-hmm. um, you have you have the option to switch to fully online at any I point see. if you don't feel comfortable. A lot of flexibility. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I know like obviously some parents are uh, a bit more wary of the yeah. of COVID. Definitely. So which option did you choose and what was your reasoning behind it? I chose um, in-person because mm-hmm. had a, a big reason was like, I just, I just miss my friends. You know? Exactly. Um, and then also the, the new campus happens to be really, really close to where I live. Excellent. It's a huge plus. I can sleep in so late. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I guess nice. I, f- I feel it's, it's the new campus is even farther away than the, the uh, usual campus. So for my friends in Staten Island, I wish them the very best for their long commute. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Berkeley High will not be opening in the fall of 2020-2021, although the city is now accepting waivers from other schools to open earlier. Nevertheless, Berkeley students have been experiencing the difficulty transitioning to Zoom as well as the mental health impacts of distance learning noted by students across the country. This has been your host, Gunnar Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more of our content in the future. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Berkeley High Jacket Podcast. You can find more episodes and coverage of the Berkeley High community at our website, bhsjacket.com.